Hello and welcome to the 89.1 episode of the GochuCast. Um, so this is a guest episode, so it's a little awkward to just hear, but we th- there was a little oopsie last week. Um, this is different from the first oopsie we had. Uh, I hate that they they both happen in such close proximity. That is true. Here I am, like two months two months ago, saying this will never happen again. <laughs> it happens happens again. happens again on our longest ever episode too. A modern tragedy. Um, it was the Crunchyroll Anime Awards episode. So, at some point, I will probably solo cast that to make it up. However, it will not be quite as long as like a typical episode, probably because I'm not gonna. I don't think I can make it to an hour on my own. Well, maybe I can. Um. But yeah, anyway, for right now, th- that's the situation. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to a second episode. Deepening the piss. deepening the Gochu cast lore. Uh, we only lose good episodes, so we should just have horrible episodes, and we'll never. It is true that we have only lost bangers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, today we, like I said, we have a guest. Yay! Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Hayden. I make shoujo ma- magical girl anime videos. Hell yeah! Hell I yes! Let's go. Anyone who's seen episode what was eighty seven? We're magical girl experts. We've all yep. seen one magical girl anime. We, I've seen anime. Two. <laughs> I watched. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah, I like some more stuff too. I just don't really talk about it publicly too yeah. much because I figure people don't really care. Well, it's also like once you're in kind of a bubble of stuff, sometimes it's just not beneficial to kind of go yeah, out. yeah, for like sure. If you're talking about shojos and magical girl stuff and everything, and then you make a Demon Slayer movie, I, maybe not Demon Slayer, but you get what I'm saying, like some random shonen <laughs> video, then it's like your actual subscribers and stuff are probably not going to care, and the people who come in. Because they're like, hell yeah, Demon Slayer are going to look at the channel and be like, what the fuck is Fruits Basket? Yeah, I don't think they would be too happy if I were to like talk about Dragon Ball or something. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Everyone's favorite Jojo, Dragon Ball. It's true. I do talk about it a little bit in my upcoming video, uh, but not too much. It says okay. I won't. I won't. I was gonna ask something about it, but that would be spoiling it. So I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't say anything. I'm trying uh, to hold myself back. Before the podcast, I was trying to ask Aiden <laughs> questions, but he's like, "Save it for the podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." So I do have some questions, but uh, I'll wait. I'll wait and see. Uh, yeah, I can maybe. actually get into it a little bit. Oh, sure, since I've mentioned it uh, in a couple places. So, so it's about Precure since it's the uh, 20th anniversary in February, I believe. So it's going to be covering uh, the first season, going about how it was created, um, going over the conditions of the show, uh, a lot of like staff-related stuff. But I'll probably get into like what I actually think about the show later in the video. Because this is about pretty pretty cure, right? Yeah, that's like the sh- that's like the long name, I guess. Right? Yeah. Okay, I had to look it up. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, 2004. Holy, this is. Yeah, there's a fuck ton of precursors. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the analyst page and there's like. Yeah, okay. No yeah, there, there's a million of them. It's in the <laughs> annual okay. franchise. Yeah, we okay. were playing AMQ or Anime Music Quiz, had this event going on where it would put someone in like <clears throat> the lobby 
in the event lobby into like the boss slot and it would only play songs from their list and someone just had like precursor songs only and so it was just a race to be like all right which of like the 10 billion precursors on the list is this song coming <laughs> from well usually in the opening they actually say the title of the show which is not something you really see anymore i feel that's more of like a uh, something you would see in like the 60s and 70s i feel yeah now it's kind of about getting like a song <laughs> as yeah exactly like... you just you know get lisa to clone another one of her songs basically okay so maybe i can get into a couple of my questions well i guess the first one is um how long have you been watching anime uh since i was a little kid i mean okay. i'm from the generation of people who grew up on anime on tv so like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, yep. and yep. i could always tell that they were different from like you know spongebob I only had Nickelodeon, so that's my only real frame of reference. But you know, right? It was it was different. I could tell that. Um, yeah. So eventually, that just led me to, you know, look up Yu-Gi-Oh because I was into playing the card game. Uh, I was playing that competitively for probably about a decade or so. Wow! Really? Yeah. I play it currently. <laughs> so. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. really have time to play anymore. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it is. It is a commitment uh, for sure. Yeah, but play, it's fun. I used to play locally, not like in a serious competitive manner. But like our local library would have little Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like, a lot of fun. Uh, it it smells really bad though. I was at a slow dive show recently, and uh, it smelled just like a Yu-Gi-Oh card shop. Oh gosh! <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, but moving on with my story. So uh, obviously, being into re uh, really into Yu-Gi-Oh, um, I looked that up and found episodes that led me on to you know, streaming sites, the ones we don't speak of. Oh, no. And that led me to finding a bunch of other shows. Um, I, I also found a bunch of stuff on YouTube, obviously. Uh, some early anime I remember watching. Um, Bludgeoning Angel Drokuru-chan. Uh, <laughs> Girls Bravo, that was not a proud one. <laughs> yes! Yes, Girls Bravo! Let's go! Uh, I, uh, so Toru. I have this... To lovers, that's a I was I was all about the etchy shows as a kid. I have this. Um, I don't Still remember if it was true or not. I swear, at one point, Girls Bravo was on Netflix, and that's how I found it. Oh wow, that's really funny. Like I think I was just going through Netflix looking for shows. I saw this Girls Bravo show, and I was like, I don't know what this is. Did not know <laughs> what I was signing up for. And then episode one, the fucking banana scene, uh, is in episode one. And I oh yeah, the like, banana scene haunts me to this I was day. Like, it was just like, do I want to keep watching this? Not really, but here we are. Uh, oh, you you bet I watched all of it. Oh yeah, season two. You you bet the entire thing. I really liked the uh, the brown haired girl. I cannot remember anything about Kids, that. I must have been like, how how old was I? Like maybe right ten or so. What did I just watch? This is the banana I, scene, right? Yes, this is the video. Oh my god. Um, I was probably a bit older, but I was still probably like teenage years. Yeah, I was born in 2000, so uh, I yeah, think... I'm old ass man. I want to say like Soul Eater might have been the first show that I was like keeping up with. Okay, Soul Eater's based. Yeah. It's already... Uh, we're having a moment here. This is two, two, uh, two, two important shows in my uh, my upbringing. Girls Bravo, 
don't know why that one happened, but it did. It did to it a lot of people. I swear what are some it other shows that or something? Yes, was it was kidding. on it was like very accessible for some reason. I don't know why. Uh Zatchbell was probably because I I remember being on Toonami, obviously, and they would have like the One Pieces, Dragon Ball, the Naruto's. But then if you waited a little longer, you would get like Zatch Bell and Bo 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 and a couple of these like really funny, like more uh quirky anime, and I remember really liking watching a bunch of those. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a couple of them too, but I didn't I recently tried to rewatch Zatch Bell. Um, it did not hold up very well. But it's it, it is anything. very I don't remember anything from it, yeah. It's not the worst. It held up better than I thought Yu-Gi-Oh! GX did. When I tried to rewatch Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, it's not that like I <laughs> I never liked GX. I'm gonna be fair. Real. I think GX might be the worst of them, but GX was also the one that was actively releasing during like the period of time I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was following 5Ds as well. I remember that. I just think the problem is GX took like half of the show to get a good plot. And then it didn't make sense. But at least it had a plot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty fair. It doesn't help as well that... uh like like it's cool to like four kids now and i do like a lot of their dubs but gx is like a little too goofy i don't really like their handling of Yu-Gi-Oh in general too much because like Yu-Gi-Oh, it, it, it's like a subtle ridiculous and then like you get into gx and like the writing that they do in the four kids dub and it's like putting ridiculous on top of ridiculous and it's like kind you of know, losing like, the plot uh, did like grilled cheese guy just really yeah. love grilled cheeses. Um, yeah, I did watch a lot of four kids, but I think I was too like monkey to really think about at that time in my life, like good or bad writing. Like, like literally though, like I would watch. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, kid, kid, yeah, it makes sense. And you would have, you'd have, you could GX on there. You'd have the Sonic Show, Shaolin Showdown. Fucking Jackie Chan Adventures. All these like Kirby show on there. Yes, there was a Kirby show on there. They have all these like random collection. All this random collection of shows that were just like I but when I really would look at them as like writing things, like Jackie Chan Adventures made no fucking sense. Why is Jackie Chan? But it was hype. Yeah, I mean it's it's for kids too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they did a good job of um, just getting kids into anime in general. Uh, I have a take with uh, Card Captors as well, which is the English version of Card yes. Captor Sakura, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, it's familiar, but I so, it, yeah. yeah, so that's it, it's not a four kids dub, but it's one that people like to clown on a lot because no one has really seen it because it's not really available in very good quality, you know, if you want to get the authentic experience, yeah. you, you got to watch TV rips off of like archive.org and they all sound horrible, look horrible. It, it's just not the like greatest the experience. experience. But then actually watching it, um, they set out to do a lot of things. Um, and I'm not going to dwell like too deep into it uh, if you haven't seen the show. Uh, but I do think they succeed in what they set out to do 
Yeah, it's a really interesting case with that show. Would definitely like to make a video on it someday. Yeah, I'm... especially if it's not overly accessible. I mean, I guess that's a double-edged sword, but it's kind of interesting to talk about like almost lost series like that. It's like this exists and it's not the easiest thing to find, but oh know, yeah, here's the here's the scoop on it. I mean, I guess running it back into like shoujo ter- uh, territories without like getting too uh, deep and knitting gritty like specifics of the show if you're a shoujo fan it's a pain in the ass like trying to watch a lot of these older shows there's a show called kaikon phrase a sensual phrase that i've been like obsessing over for probably a couple years now and i haven't really been able to watch it really it's like a it's a show about a band and then like apparently it's also really different from the manga because like the main character of the manga, who's a woman, like appears like halfway through the show or something like that. What's the, it, it's what's the name of the show again? Kai- Sensual phrase or Kai Count phrase. Um, but that's a show that is yeah, okay. fully available in English. It's just only available via like shitty VHS rips. Oh, random, yeah. So you just have that like hard sub just you're stuck in that so Wait, a while ago a while ago i actually tried to go back and resub some of it um so i have one episode up on my second channel and uh, i do want to get okay. around to the rest of it eventually i'm also just um excuse me i was coughing uh i mostly just took those subs that were available uh, at least the ones that i could decipher just put them into uh, the new like episode and only fixed up a couple oh, okay, of okay, typing see. errors and like a few localizations things that I would personally uh, change, but most of it is pretty like one to one with the original script of the uh, original fan sub. Gotcha. It just yeah. was a better video. Yeah, it's interesting to think about like all the shows that like never. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned that are just like lost or like they never got subbed or I mean, I guess you know, a lot of things were just. Um, it was a different time back then, right? Like the the resources we have for anime in the West right now are just like so much more vast than what what it was like back in the day. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yet still, there's like so many shows that we just don't have access to. Yep. Uh, another one is Mon Cherry Coco from nineteen like seventy one or seventy three or something, uh, which is about a it's a fashion show. Uh, they only made 13 episodes, um, I guess, because it bombed really hard. It's a really ugly show, so like I can kind of see why yeah, it failed. It's, it's, like, I, it's rough. Yeah, it's not it's... great. Uh, but I still want to be able to like watch it. Um, right. But it's not available uh, on the internet. But uh, the thing about that specific show um, that I think is, I think it's a lot more available than we think in Japan, maybe, because they were doing like uh, reruns of it in the 90s, I believe, or at least I'd seen that from a couple of forum comments. So like, surely somebody taped it onto VHS, if anything. So like, somebody's got it. It's just that, like, maybe Japanese people don't want to release that stuff. Uh, There was another guy who like, uh, got a hold of this uh, 
there was it, it, it was a Famicom game. It was an RPG, I believe, and it was a prototype, so it never came out. Uh, but he didn't want to dump the game. Uh, so that was an unfortunate case from a few years ago. And you will see that. I guess it's also there's like a technology gap because like this is the 70s. So it's also what formats does it exist on? Yeah, I don't know if VHS was like a thing back then. And I don't think you could like record to a laser disc the same way you would like a VHS. And laser discs are really expensive. So why would you tape this like crappy, (laughs) crappy show? So then it becomes a question of, uh, so we know it exists somewhere, most likely, and then it becomes a question of what technology can you find it on, and is that transferable in any way? Yeah, on tape tape cassettes. It's probably likely that the latter is just technologically not worth it, and so that's one of the reasons it's so hard to find. Yeah, and it might just be that a lot of people don't give a shit. Like they have this show and they might not be aware of it because they're like really old and they're like, oh, I remember watching this show back in the 90s and 70s or something like that. It's not like it's not like if I were to get we're like get a hold of that, I would be like, oh, my God, I got it. I, I need to make a video on this now and then I need to drop it. And then like when I drop it, that's going to bring it attraction over to my video like they're obviously not thinking about it that way yeah i really do kind of feel like there would be something interesting to have like either a series or a single video talking about some of these like series that have just kind of been lost to time especially yeah. because within the like the genres that you really talk about it's gonna like be fairly common I would say. Yeah. The only problem with like lost media is that there's a lot of channels revolved around lost media, but because you can't actually watch anything, then like, what are you really going to say? Like, oh, Monchiri Coco, it exists. Uh, It looks like shit, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's good. (laughs) Maybe. And like, I feel like a lot of people really obsess over that to the point where like, People are more interested in finding lost media than they are actually watching it, like watching something good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you eventually find something, then, like, it's not going to be very special anymore. Uh, like, going back to video games, uh, there was a, uh, I, I mean, I mean, be... there's like a lot of old prototypes and stuff like that of unreleased yeah. games that are just not very interesting. So, like people were looking for Bioforce Ape for like decades yeah. and then like it eventually got dumped and like, yeah, it's cool how fast that game is and like the animations kind of need. Uh, but then like the level design is really confusing and sprawling and like, I don't know, it, it, it kind of sucks. <laughs> this also reminds me of uh, a couple years ago, there was that one YouTube video that the went McDonald's viral game. talking exactly the McDonald's <laughs> game, the McDonald's trading game. Oh, yeah. Um, By Nick Robinson. It, and that's obviously like a different thing, but that's just what this reminded me of is that kind of like this... saga where it makes the video talking about the game. And then through that video, I'm pretty sure there was like some breakthroughs with that too, where it was like that video went yeah. viral. It's almost like, yo, I have a copy of this. 
I mean, that's like the ideal, uh, really. Uh, like Raymona yeah. is an another example. I don't like the fact that she puts watermarks on, you know, a lot of these pilots and stuff like that. I think that's kind of shitty. Uh, but like, who am I to say anything? Like, she got in contact with the Library of Congress and gave us the Sailor Moon, uh, like live action thing. Like, that's incredible. That's definitely something like to be celebrated. Uh, but then a lot of other people, I don't know. It, it's just very sensationalist. Like I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it's only interesting to the people who like, it, it's only interesting because we don't have access to it. And when it is eventually going to be available, uh, if it becomes available, like who knows, maybe it's just an animation test for like some college kid <laughs> or something like that. Like, it's not very special, but like, because it's related to Mickey Mouse or something like that, that makes it interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, stuff like that just always piques my interest because it's so wild with all of the information we have access to nowadays. That's yeah, for sure. Still be lost, even though like it's logic logically makes sense. Like things have always been lost throughout history and it's the same now it's just kind of interesting to think about like especially in media like forms of media that have been lost when it's only been you know 50 years in the grand scheme 50 I is mean, a long time well, no, no, no. But this <laughs> that's a long saying, time that's in the grand century. scheme in the grand scheme it's really not but technology has progressed so fast it too, so, yeah it's, it's so fast it like comparatively technology is probably advanced hundreds of years in terms of when you compare it to like the progression of technology before the last 50 years yeah it's so it makes uh, sense. it's like crazy just how like quickly um like we talked about like blu-rays and like their collective collectability in like japan with like uh anime and like movies and stuff like that but like if you think about like the progression of like how we watch media it's like crazy we had vhs for 25 30 years or something like that and then DVDs happen, and it feels like DVDs, and then, like, I guess Blu-rays kind of for, for a while. And those two forms of media in, like, less than a decade just, like, completely vanished. It's, like, crazy. Um, yeah, especially, yeah, with, with, um, with media, it's just been, like, a roller coaster for the past 50 years. It's, it's insane. Yeah, physical media is, like, so irrelevant now, which is, yeah, it is. really physical, unfortunate. Like, so many things is completely irrelevant but yeah yeah like people talk about like the aesthetic of vhs and stuff like that and I, that stuff is like cool i guess um i've seen stuff on vhs myself yeah yeah there, there's something to that definitely um but i think what we really lost in physical media were a lot of the bonuses so like recently i got a X the series uh, X nineteen ninety nine by uh, uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri directed by I should say uh, story by Clamp obviously but um it had an interview by Yoshiaki Yoshiaki Kawajiri in it and it was pretty interesting like seeing how like he wanted to make it slightly different from the original manga in the way he went about it uh, I haven't seen the whole show myself yet but I could kind of see a little bit of what he was talking about uh but i like had no idea that he did such a thing because like you know you look it up on 
well, I don't know if it's on Crunchyroll. Um, you know, you you look up any of these shows on Crunchyroll or Netflix, and you just see the show. You don't see any of the staff interviews or like the yeah. uh, character design sheets and anything like that. That would be interesting for like a researcher, which is what I'm more interested in. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is moved kind of separately. Well, you're, you'll see like a lot of like character sheets get released in like art books now, as opposed to mm-hmm. maybe with like. I think Japan usually has like a bunch of stuff with their Blu-rays, as opposed to here, where it's like, oh, yeah, you get your Blu-ray on like the. Yeah, like maybe some, you get a grocery store uh, like a dub thing. interview or something, and it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I vividly remember like having like Harry Potter DVDs, and they used to have. Um like interviews with the cast and stuff like that. I guess it's part, part of that is like, um, you know, as opposed to physical media where everything would be like, you know, like you mentioned, like the collectible part of it, I guess it's just like more spread out, right? Like, cause if you go to YouTube for like any, um, you know, any show or any movie, there's like, usually if it's like a pretty big movie or show, there's usually like interviews with, uh, like the directors and stuff like that, like for a lot of shows, you can find that kind of stuff um, like on YouTube. But yeah, I mean, I guess you have to go out of your way to look up that stuff. Right. Whereas uh, yeah. with physical media, it's like kind of contained in it um, in a lot of cases. So, yeah, that makes I sense. mean, at the same time, it's also easier to put out interviews than ever. Like if yeah, I worked yeah, on a show, yeah, I could good. just yeah. like record something and put it on YouTube it or on like YouTube. a lot of old shows um, like uh, Precure, as I mentioned. Uh, I saw a blog of one of the writers who were, he was talking about all of the episodes that he was writing for uh, Max Hart, which is like the second season of the original show. And uh, it, it's pretty interesting. I've seen that for like Fun Fun Pharmacy as well. Um, but like, it's just kind of like, you really have to go out of your way to find a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, another thing that you uh, kind of like, I feel like that's been highlighted and that I like don't really think about and not a lot of people think about is like, because um, you mentioned a lot of the shows that were like lost to time and to whatever media, what, you know, whatever form that that show was in, whatever form media that show was in, you know, it's not accessible now. Um, but it's like, uh, when we talk about like, older anime you know there's like always like a few classics from before like 2000 but i feel like just like so many different shows even if anime was like smaller than it is now um it's just like there's so many shows that like people just like have not seen like especially in the west and it's just like it's interesting to see that think that like there's like a whole other generation of anime that people just like don't almost ever interact with you know i don't know that's just like very interesting because it's like yeah definitely for sure and like what's even more interesting what's even more interesting to me is seeing like the subset of people um coming out of i mean i guess it's like always been a thing but i see it like really prevalently now of like even a lot of like kids and teenagers getting into um well on the like magical girl side like they're really into um like sugar sugar rune and uh like sugar kara has always been popular but i don't know if sugar sugar rune has always been popular uh and you can just find a bunch of examples obviously like going outside of that uh lane is a lot of people's personalities um nana is incredible incredibly popular right now uh what else is there 
Like, like you can just find a bunch of these examples mm-hmm. of both like stuff that Nana. has always been pretty popular, like Nana, and stuff that hasn't really been popular. And maybe those are just more popular within like specific like spheres of like friend groups and stuff like that. So like if you're a long like like if you're gonna be friends with me for a long time, you're eventually going to find out about like Flying Luna Clipper and Malastal and Matierica and uh like whatever else. And that's like stuff that no one is talking about, but I specifically find really interesting. So and like I see this on my anime list occasionally. Like sometimes people will be adding me, and then I go onto their page, and like they have Kabato, Flying Luna Clipper, Petite Princess Yushi, all added to their plan to watch. And I'm like, what in what in the world? What is going on? So you uh, mentioned kind uh, of a cool feeling. Yeah, you mentioning Nana reminded me of the fact. So the source material for Nana. Is on hiatus. I, I remember yeah. seeing this a long time ago, and seeing that it's been on hiatus since two thousand nine. Oh and yeah. Kind of having the thought of like, well, at that point, is it even a hiatus? But then I didn't like go to look in the research to find out what exactly was going on, and so I don't know if you know anything about the the hiatus of it, but just you mentioning it reminded me of that, and I was just kind of curious. Yeah, I haven't read it myself or seen it. The only thing by Ayazawa that I've like seen, I haven't read any of her stuff, but I've seen Neighborhood Story, which is the prequel yep. uh, to Paradise Kiss, which maybe you know of. Yeah, I've I've heard the name. Yeah, that one is really series, good. But... Uh, but I haven't actually seen or read anything else, which is really interesting, because uh, I started with the one that like people don't really talk about. Uh, but I like it a lot. Fair enough. Um, I know. Yeah, I was aware I've, of uh, the hiatus. Yeah, not it's probably just I've a whole thing. In the past, just because I I really enjoy a lot of like musical based series, and so not as one I kind of look at every so often. But yeah, yeah. I just kind of I can phrase this musical based. Good to know. I remembered looking at the series and seeing it's been on hiatus for so long, and I was kind of like, I wonder one why it's been on hiatus for so long of course but also it's interesting that it's still considered on hiatus after such a long time and that's probably not something that we would really be able to get too much information about but it's it's just interesting yeah i've talked to shapes about it and the impression that i get is it might be like a vagabond sort of situation i haven't seen that either or seen read that either um but like if you read Nana and you get to the point where it like finishes, quote unquote, like that's still pretty like satisfactory. Yeah, which is also fair if it's to say because it. I did find that it was a health related thing. Fair enough. Um, yeah. If that happened and then it's kind of in a satisfactory spot, maybe just not just not sure if you know they want to continue or not, but still leave it open because. At the same time, the story is not, at least in terms of the thought of, you know, theoretical product not finished. I just did five seconds of research, and according to this, the Game Rant article, don't know, 
the Gamer number one source on anime <laughs> manga. Yeah, I was say, are we, uh... um, apparently, the author did talk about it very recently, uh, 2022, actually. Mm. Um, the exhibition is dedicated to everyone who supports me and keeps reading my work. I'm terribly sorry for making everyone worry since I've taken a long hiatus from Nana. I feel like my body has been recovering little by little while preparing for this event as well. Not only that, but I would love to keep working on my manga while taking care of my health from now on. Please look forward to when that time comes. So it seems like it will be back so eventually. Yeah. But it's just a matter yeah. of when. Yeah, and I'm like... I, I'm, I just... <laughs> like wish the best for her honestly like it, it's so cruel i remember before uh miura passed away like people would make um what is it like idol master jokes all the time because he was like really yeah. into the video games or something like that and like come on like just let him be like berserk has been going on for so long like I don't think there's any manga author that doesn't have health problems because like it's such a tight schedule and everything and just like there's so many things to read and watch and you know things you could make like I don't need to wait for Nana to finish or anything like that I can you know make my own videos like that'll occupy me plenty for years to come. It's also just like, um, I don't know, it's interesting seeing how frequent health issues come up with mangakas because it's like a very strenuous job, but you don't necessarily think about that until... Yeah, because you're just reading the story. Like You don't really attach yourself to the person actually making it because a lot of the times you don't really have a face necessarily. And the same thing with anime, you just see, like, you're watching Jujutsu Kaisen, and, like, it looks amazing. You're not really thinking too much about, like, what the people are actually going going through. Studio. Mm. Yeah, it's just, you know, this selfish desire for, like, (laughs) peak, I guess. It's like, oh boy, they came out this week. They must be doing fine. (laughs) Surely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm a big One Piece fan. I've been caught up with it for a while, and so this is kind of something that Actually, I think a lot of One Piece fans have just gotten used to at this point, to the point where the community actively is like, go ahead, King, take your break. You know, take a week or two off. It's all good. We'll be here. And so it's kind of funny to see that perspective, because Oda's been doing this so long, and we've seen, because it's been so long, those breaks become more and more frequent, right? And it's happened, like, everyone that's writing these long series... Um, we see it obviously at a really extreme level with Hunter Hunter, but it's just so many years of doing that, especially at a high level, meeting those deadlines, but also like surprisingly physical taxing job. You wouldn't think about it until you actually, you know, think about it. Yeah, like if you actually get into uh, get into drawing, like it is incredibly taxing on your wrist. I've been through it myself. Even just like editing videos, like when I got back home from vacation, my arms were so sore mm-hmm. from carrying my luggage and like that. There's a lot of lore <laughs> behind that trip that I won't go into because <laughs> oh, it's uh, very exhaustive. Uh, but basically, my arms were like about to fall off. And then, like, 
immediately getting home, I'm like, well, better get to work on this video. <laughs> so, like, bunch of writing. I was masking out, like, a bunch of stuff, like, frame by frame, which was not great for my arm either. Uh, but I was going through it anyway, because, like, what else was I going to do? Rest? I mean, that's what I should have done, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like well, working. Well, it's also, like, uh, like, overwork when you think of, like, weightlifting and stuff like that, overworking certain muscles. But it's the same with stuff like writing and just things like that, where it's you're still overworking specific muscles. It's just not an activity that up until recently people would consider, like, a physical activity, right? Yeah, for um, sure. And only recently have people really caught on to the fact that, like, no, it's the same as, you know, thinking about overworking your biceps by doing specific exercises, like doing frequent writing and frequent drawing, especially on these really tight deadlines for years upon years. Like, those specific muscles are being worked to the max. Yeah, and, like, at the same time, it's a hard thing to balance as well, because, like, personally... I'm not really a fan of, like, the toxic positivity approach either. Like, I want my friends to really push me, like, get back to writing, get back to editing, stuff like that. Like, make some progress instead of, like, oh, you should take a rest. Oh, you should, uh, you know, take a break. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, bruh, for the past, like, two years, I've released yeah. four videos. You're like, <laughs> I've been so bad. a break. <laughs> Like, I, I put a lot of work into them. It shows, I like to think. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I think, um, like, that push from a healthy source to a healthy amount is, like, incredibly important. Uh, but then there is also, like, a social aspect to that. Like, how far do you push someone? When, like, do you tell, like, somebody, when somebody is at their limits? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like not related to anime, but I feel like I have to mention it just because like we were talking about like the um, uh, like the stress of working and like the mental aspect of it, and like I think the mental and physical stuff it's like all intertwined. Like one can affect the other a lot. So even if like people are thinking that like oh you know like writing or drawing or whatever it's not like physically taxing, it's like the mental um wear and tear that that has on you is going to affect your physical health like for sure so that's like something also to keep in mind uh, yeah just totally yeah. i mean certainly like stress is one of the yeah. biggest factors in that 100 percent. Right? Yep. so i guess um this kind of a thought i've had is since you mentioned that you watch a lot of and talk about a lot of shoujos and magical girl stuff but since we're obviously not super familiar with these genres are there any shows in particular that you kind of would champion or like recommend to people who might not be familiar with the genres as not necessarily like entry points but just kind of things that it's like this is what these like genres and themes are really about and kind right. of like you know so i feel like i actually have like a pretty different approach to like recommending stuff in general because mm -hmm. like it's all personal at the end of the day like if you were to ask me like what do you think is the pinnacle of the genre or something like i think 
like no other anime has resonated with me as much as Kobato. Another no other manga has resonated with me more than uh with the light. But like both of the those are really about Wait, like childcare a lot yeah. of it. It's about raising children and like being aware of that, which is something that speaks to me a lot because uh, I've always like had a lot of people around me or like people that I've watched that, um, you know, have just had a massive influence on me in like my own times of need, <laughs> like not going to get like too uh, yeah. deep into that. Um, but, you know, we all have those people that we really like respect and admire. So like, I like that a lot, but then somebody else might just really hate children. I was talking to another friend of mine um, who was telling me about how he thought that Hugtoe Precure was kind of mid. I haven't seen that season, but essentially that one is about childcare quite a bit as well, from what I know. So I think that will really resonate with me. Um, But he didn't like it because, you know, children crying and screaming even being me like sometimes it can be a little much mm. um but yeah um going back to like the question i think really just um go on to like a list site or something like that and just scout out a cover that you think looks interesting like with characters that you're attracted to or you want to find out more about their story um and that's you might not like all of the shows but i think that's how you yeah. really find uh the stuff that ends up connecting with you cuz there's that element of surprise uh when i watched uh, kobato i watched it because of um well digibro past tense now beatrice um they were talking about every single anime that they dropped uh they were making like a video of that and just going through their list and kobato was one of them where uh, they watched like two episodes or something and they were like, yeah, I don't know. Like main characters, like kind of dumb, kind of like don't care about the show. It's boring. And I'm like, you know what? This yeah. like cover is really pretty. I want to watch that. And then like from literally the first episode, I knew that it was going to be something special. Whereas if I had been like, if that had been like the Full Metal Alchemist or something, like everybody just recommends it, then it's like, wow, that was really incredible. Good show. I liked it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> they don't really have that same infatuation. Uh, same thing with like Malice Doll and Flying Luna Clipper. That's stuff that pertains to me like very specifically. And the people who are into like that kind of stuff, like horror and dolls and like MSX, like graphics and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, you're going to be really into it. Um, but I guess giving you a more traditional answer in terms of magical girls, probably like I would say card capture Sakura, uh, but there's some stuff that a lot of people nowadays might not really appreciate in that show. Not a lot of stuff. It's literally like one or two things at most. Is that something you can give examples of, or is that something that we'd rather just steer away from? 
It, yeah, there's a very infamous case of like a student teacher relationship gotcha. that's like yikes. Okay, well, kind of hinted at in the anime, not really so much, but then in the manga, it's like, oh, uh, you just gave that kid like an engagement ring. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm sure we talked about uh, here. Yeah, but but that's yeah, like actually, one we've thing talked about in a longer story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen a lot of this too because I watched literally yeah. everything. It's just worth noting, like, always asking the question, is it something we can talk about, or it's something that's better, you know, before knowing? <laughs> if it doesn't, if YouTube doesn't care, then, then I think it's good enough, but, uh, I mean, there's not too many topics that YouTube would shoot us down for, so. I always laugh it. every time I look at the, uh, Magical Girls tag, and I see Simple Gear there, and I'm like, I guess. <laughs> there are a lot of things that are kind of like that. Like, Data Live's not too far away from a magical girl, but I don't think anyone would actually consider it that. Yeah, I, think, I mean, some people yeah. are really anal about what counts and what doesn't. Like, I don't really count Cutie Honey as a magical girl, because she's an android. But then, like, Toei recognizes her as a magical girl show. And then there's, like, a lot of, like aesthetic value to that and marketability and like whatever like sure cutie honey counts whatever <laughs> i don't care too much i have heard a lot of things about card captor sakura so that makes sense i have, I have too, a friend actually. who's really into the series it is great it probably has like the best animation it's probably the best produced show ever made i'd say just period like not even just out of anime Good to know. It definitely looks interesting. I I also know random things about it just because of my friend, but I also don't understand what they mean. Like I've seen the little card designs that look like uh, what's the the like future telling card decks or whatever. Like tarot cards. They were, yeah, they yeah, remind me. They remind oh, yeah. me of tarot cards. Um, obviously not the same, but I've seen those frequently with the series just as kind of like a thing and i'm like i wonder what this is about mm -hmm. yeah, and you, you know that could be a thing too like a lot of 90s shows used uh tarot cards and that's yeah, not that's really something things, you yeah. see anymore like jojo yeah. has them yeah. i'm pretty sure right um stardust crusaders uh persona obviously I do but like. I, but I know, like the concept of tarot cards and like the different characters and tarot cards i don't know what they're called but like that's like that's a very common I shouldn't say very common, but it's like a relatively relatively frequent theme in media. Like I feel like I've seen it in a lot of different shows, not just anime, but other things. Yeah, like so, like yeah. a lot of video games too, Persona yeah, as yeah, I just yeah. mentioned. Yeah. That being yeah, said, that's some that's an element that I really like. I'll I, I definitely like to uh, check out anything that has them in it. You can just do a lot with them. <laughs> yeah. The different uh what are the names of the uh like the the fool the the jester or whatever yes. like so the fool uh that's a funny one was it uh bastard academy that had the fool in it or was it stigma of the wind because one of the two had like the main character was quote the fool and then it would bring some of those tarot cards in as like specific named characters yeah and they would have like the special ability of the card it was one of those two i think might have been sick i remember 
the main character of Rokuaka was like the fool yes, or some shit. That, that that might be the one I'm thinking of then. Cool. Um, side side thought because we actually talked about this a few weeks ago because uh, Daniel and I have recently watched Madoka and we were talking about how Madoka. No, I did too. Seems like you did too. That's true. Uh, Madoka is seemingly kind of a hot topic for the magical yeah. girl What's community. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, there's beef. Yeah, there's, there's beef. yes, there there is beef. Holy yeah, so it, it's like a fandom, uh, like it's kind of divided, where uh, a lot of people who are into more traditional sort of magical girls, like your Sailor Moon and Shugokara, you know, stuff like that. They don't like Madoka because they say that, like, it altered the genre into being more, like, dark otaku-focused, which, like, objectively is not correct. Uh, I remember talking to Mumi about it, who's a huge Madoka fan, and he told me that, like, in the years after Madoka came out, there have been, been more like, quote-unquote, wholesome Magical Girl shows than dark ones. So there's, like, Magical Girl Racing Project, Magical Girl Sight. Um, I, I wouldn't really count gushing over Magical Girls as <laughs> I, part of that. I was, uh, uh, I was avoiding mentioning <laughs> you know it, that? but since we're there... Um, interesting. Because, I like we were saying, we do know the like surface level of it, that a lot of people in those communities just don't particularly like Madoka. Not the show itself, but what it's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's just like a bunch of cope and like kind of brainwashing. Like people telling you that Urobuchi is like this sexist like scumbag and like they never have any sources to anything that he said. And it's just, you know, a bunch of yapping. And I'm like, bruh, <laughs> y'all don't know of anything. Like, have you seen, like, Lyrical Nanoha or Nurse Angel Rirka SOS? That's, like, from the mid-2000s and, like, mid or late 90s. And those are pretty dark. Like, Rirka especially is all kinds of fucked up. And nobody talks about that. Huh. I guess it's only a problem with Madoka because it's, like... Yeah, because, like, it's the one that people know. Um, it's really interesting too because I feel like a lot of like magical girl historian is like kind of a meme to me because uh, like people like acting like they know a lot about the history but they don't actually like looking into the history beyond some like YouTube videos so oh I know that Sally the Witch is the first magical girl show but then it's like okay so do you know anything about the show? Do you know anything like what it did, what it influenced, what it was influenced by? I don't know. It, it It's that like aesthetic of Magical Girl, I feel, that people are just really drawn to. Same thing with like how people are really drawn to shoujo as like a concept, whereas like if you actually ask a lot of women who are into anime now, they're into like JJK. And like a lot of the popular shonen, partly because it's just like an engaging story, but then like some of them have, you know, some like BL <laughs> like uh, traits to them. I haven't seen Hunter Hunter, but I think that's like a popular one for that, I believe. Yeah. It is interesting 
just kind of with the um a lot of genre labels too how because stuff is so readily accessible and media has gone so how do i put it it's so easy to watch just whatever is available and hear about the things that are really good it's not that genre labels like um sign in shonen and shoujo are invalid these days but it's also there's i feel like there's a lot more mixing of you know people just watch good shows for sure especially and i think you see that obviously. in like more media in general like especially music like who cares about music genres anymore like you know if the song just good, good. put everything into one song and, and as long as it sounds good then like what does it matter yeah which is just kind of interesting because i mean obviously the label started because it's how they would be published most of the time yeah um, i mean it mattered when you were like you know going to record stores or something like that and you know you wanted like uh i don't know like a rap album or something so you would pick up uh, like you know whatever kanye or something like that and just to try it out like it mattered a lot more but now you can just go on to mal and see like oh i'm into magical girl shows but i don't really like fan service so oh this yep. uh gushing over we magical girl show me. ooh that one looks a little sus. Maybe I won't watch this. Yeah. I wonder how many people went into that. Like, oh, yes, a new Magical Girl show. Yes, Let's go. <laughs> Have you guys been watching it? No. No. I've seen... Well, Twitter has made sure that I'm keeping up on all the important parts, of course. <laughs> I, have not, I have not actually watched it. Yeah, so I've actually been considered. watching it. I was literally finishing up episode three right before recording this podcast. Um, it's pretty funny. Like, you don't need to know anything about the genre necessarily to enjoy it, I feel. It's, it is sus, uh, but it's sus in the way that, you know, we were talking about Girls Bravo and stuff like that. I don't think it's too different from, you know, a lot of those etchy shows, like, of way back when. Which, do we get a lot of those anymore? I not feel like we really. don't. Like No, probably like, not. Yeah. I think it either... Yeah, either goes too over the top. Because, like, Girls Bravo is an example. is etchy, but it was also, like, funny. And in a way that it was fan service but it didn't feel like that's all it, I was watching for, right? Yeah. Although I do not remember the plot to that show at all. It, yeah. Total honesty. Yeah, I feel like it was way more softcore than something like, you know, To Lovery, where it's a lot more heavily lovers, implemented. Yeah. 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 I freaking love To Love You. Uh, some of the uh, directors of To Love You actually worked on uh, gushing over magical girls. I can see, I can see the yeah, that <laughs> checks out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we there's like three like uncensored shows going on right now, which I feel like is pretty unprecedented. Like usually at most it's one, usually none, unless you're into like like actual just straight up really hentai, but. Yeah, that was like a weird trend that happened like a few years ago. Do you guys remember like just hentai on television? Like a lot of those shows that uh, would be like five to seven minutes per episode. Oh, well, OK, I think I actually watched one of those. I don't have it on my list, but it was like I think Overflow is like the popular one out of Overflow. Those. Is oh, God, I might have watched one. Yeah, that one is on my list. What was the... God, it was like oh, wait, I, have to... I have to look this up. Overflow is also based. I will say that. 
It was like yeah, it's pretty de- decent. Oh, what the fuck was it? Uh, it was like one of these. It was one of those shorts. Um, it was like this dude was like the ancestor or not? His ancestor was like what the fuck what was the name? It's like it's a, it's a an important name in Japan or some shit. You see it all the time, like Nabagura or some shit like that. I can't remember the name, but basically, like this guy was like the descendant of that guy and suddenly like oh nobunaga yeah nobunaga that that um it was a really weird show like i it, for a while it wasn't it was like very um my there it is i think this is it yeah that that clocks out because they make like anything into like a nobunaga property yeah, yeah so it was this anime right here uh, Nobunaga Teacher's Young Bride. It was a weird show. This um, a 47? Holy it, shit. It's, 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 bad. it's really bad. I don't even know. I don't remember why I started. I think I was just looking for romances and I like saw the romance tag. I'm like, oh, yes, of course. Let me try this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was not prepared. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to add that to my list. I'm just pretend like I never watched that. But it, it was an anime of all time. It wasn't even like it sure was uncensored for a bit. Like I was not expecting it to go that route for a while. It was just kind of like typical, like etchy skirting the the boundaries, and then yeah, like, and then all of a sudden, and suddenly, like boom! I'm like, oh, it's kind of like <clears throat> almost. Uh, it was like the long term planned situation of like when I watched Goddess Dormitory, and I didn't know what that was about. Um because I had read, like, half the summary, and I was like, oh, you know, this seems pretty wholesome, and then I stroll into it, and I'm like, uncensored, that's odd. <laughs> and boom, just, <laughs> in, like, literally frame one titty, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm watching this for other reasons now. I believe there is, like, like, one of those kinds of shows airing, like, this season. There's, like, ep- I mean, episode two recently came out. The, there's, like, the Wedding Ring one. Gushing over magical girls and chain soldier are all like the uncensored ones, but I don't know if there's like a, a hidden horny somewhere that I don't know about. There usually is. Most most seasons, there's a yeah. There's always one. If you look at like I hear about them all from yeah. If you go to analyst and you search by season, is there like if you sort by like popularity or whatever the default things, it's always near the bottom. Like oh yeah, so, uh, Adam Sweet Agony is the one I'm thinking uh, about. Isn't that just like a straight up hentai though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an O O N A. Yeah, okay. Nice. Well, yeah, I, 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 I guess that would make more sense than like putting on <laughs> putting it on television. Yeah. I don't know. I remember um, there was some. There was a harem camp. Is that what it was? A couple I, seasons it was, ago. Yeah, recently. I did I, watch that too. I had a hentai, but I can't remember. I kept hearing about that from Mister Toshi. Of course, it'd be Toshi. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, no, that one was okay. I keep scrolling through Magical Girl tag just for fun. And um question from the perspective of a fate fan, do you guys hate Prisma Ilya? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that with a friend. I feel like that's also like a really polarizing one cuz yeah. like, you know, <laughs> obvious reasons. Yeah. 
I only especially like a lot of magical girl fans who are like especially sensitive towards that stuff, which makes sense. Like if you're a woman, you're probably going to be Mm -hmm. less okay with that than a lot of, you know, non-women. I only ask because I'm like really into all the Fate series, but I've been specifically avoiding Prisma Ilya for the obvious reasons. Um, contractually obligated to watch it by the fact that you. I that. am contractually <laughs> obligated to watch it, but there was no time frame set. Yeah, this contract is uh, it's kind of. It has been a precise. few years at this point, I think. Um, I used to in the past do coin flips for watching new shows, and just like force people to flip coins, and if they won a certain amount of times, I'd be like, "All right, I'll watch your show," and um. Yeah, yeah I definitely have watched. Definitely have watched all of the shows that have been rolled yep. through that process. Uh-huh. Anyway, so at one point, Prisma Ilya had come up, and it was that whole like, okay, if you get, I don't even know how many coin flips I told them, but it was some high number, let's say six. It was like six coin flips. I'll do it in a row. They got six coin flips. It's like fuck. <laughs> You, but I've you, also like I've watched on, everything else. Keep back up for a second. You gave Prisma Ilya six six flips in a row, but you gave Clan Ed for me ten fucking flips. Are you kidding me? This I don't <laughs> think that's I don't think that's exactly how it went. I actually feel like Toshi and I might have had a one v one where it was like if you win, I'll watch Prisma Ilya, and if I win, he'll watch Card Fight Vanguard something. I I think there may have been a. It may have been a 1v1 situation in this. There's no way you would have made watching Prisma Illyar an easier coin flip experience than me trying to get you to watch Clan Ed. That is probably true. <clears throat> then again, I was very racist towards Clan Ed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, would you rather come or would you <laughs> would you rather cry or would you rather do something else? Fuck. I fucked that up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel the joke forming and it's never quite full <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyway, that was just a random thought because as a Fate fan, it's also polarizing for the same reasons, but in a different way because it's also like not super important to any of the Fate stuff. It's just kind of more Fate and more Ilya content because Ilya has basically no content within any of the Fate IPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a Fate viewer necessarily. I've seen unlimited blade works which i was very mid on and i'm not really like super enthused about diving into the rest of it like fade zero is probably good i'm sure i was gonna say no, but there, there's fate, a lot of it fate and i do not want to read a 200 like our visual novel yes uh you are perfectly fine where you are at but fate zero is quite good I yeah I, I think that'll probably be the one uh that and uh, Fate Stay Night by Dean I've been pretty interested in because uh, people shit on it all the time which yeah. means that like it's a 50-50 that it's actually it's going to be good it's going to be truly ass <laughs> literally the um, problem with the Fates is usually you either watch the first couple and then call it a day or you get stuck into everything like I am um, and it's not worth it but I, I love the, the franchise. It just wasn't worth it. I've sunk so I mean, many you hours. You enjoyed yourself. You can't stuff. say it wasn't. I mean, I mean that's worth it, right? You're not I, a true Fate fan until you played the visual novel back in front. 
That's true. I do play the mobile game. I'm not finished with the mobile game story. I've had this since it launched. And I've still not finished the mobile game story because I'm that bad at reading stuff. Yeah. I still watch Fate. But the music? The music slaps. I love Fate music. Actually. Fate music is really good. I wanted to make a joke. We were talking about Cardcaptor Sakura. And I was like, if I started this, Daniel might murder me. I I know I would murder dude because you're just put you keep putting things on the okay so I guess for context his his watching list is like 60 70 anime oh log right Let, he let's does get not a finish let's get a fucking 74 70 74 yeah, watching was... 17 paused yeah, damn so that's realistically that's actually like closer to what 74 and you said what 16 16 paused. Or 17 paused. Okay, so that's like 91 shows that I guarantee are actually closer to drop than watching. So No, that's not true. We've done this. You're not going to finish any of them. And I... the, 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 the worst part is, I guess not the worst part, but it's the funniest part, is like, I've dropped a lot of shows, but it's the, it's the fact that he's like, PK's like logged them all on like his analyst as watching. It's just like, it's so funny. Some of them are like seven out of twelve episodes. It's just some like... some of them are pretty bad. If you scroll through, there are some that are like twenty one of twenty three, nine of twelve. So, um, there there are things, things on that this I list could finish in like an hour. You were never going. You were never going to to watch Smartphone season two. I have to. It's my God given destiny to watch Smartphone season two. Uh, I never actually answered uh, the Ilya question. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I remember it being, like, you know, kind of funny. Might be a similar deal to, like, gushing over magical girls where it's like, yeah, it's sus, but, like, you know, it's kind of funny. Kind of epic. Um, it's actually like, going into, like, actually watching anime, do you, uh, like, do you find it difficult to watch anime? <laughs> like, I know that's I, a silly question. I find it difficult to do anything. My attention span is so short, mm. and uh, technology only makes it worse. Because sometimes I'll start a show, and then I'll get a Discord notification, or like a Twitter notification, or something like that. And then that show's not getting finished that <clears throat> night, because then I just go down this rabbit hole of wherever life takes me. Oh yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I can see you just put Yuki Yuna on your plan to watch. That's not getting finished. Don't worry about it. That's not getting It's much. on the plan. It's on the plan. It's fine. That's it's in planned watch. jail. It's like planned is just like pre-dropped. Sure, pre-dropped <laughs> is a crazy word to use. <laughs> you know, bored you know, of any of those. He's got to finish Clan on one of these fucking days. I I toiled for so he made me get ten <laughs> coin flip predictions in a row correct before. Why well, I, I I got it on a discount day. I think I got it like six in a row. It was, was good enough. I I eventually I felt so bad. I started giving him discount days, and I'd be like, you know what? Let's do six today. It took like half a year to get enough coin flips for him to actually start it or to watch it. And he watched one episode and he hasn't continued since. Actually, maybe I watched two two episodes. Oh, my bad. You only got 40 more to go. I see two of 23. I do not remember. After Story was a a bundled package with Clan Ed. I will see you in court. (laughs) That's crazy. I think I'm going to win that. (laughs) It's a threat. Honestly, if no. I ever get through the 23 episodes or the 21 episodes I have left of base clan ad, I probably will like it by that point anyway. Yeah, I'll see you on Judge Judy. 
what, what I think I can actually people. chime in when it comes to like actually motivating yourself to watching anime. Because uh, I'm close to 3,000 completed. I'm at 2,865. Um, and like really the trick, honestly, we were talking about like watching anime on television like back in the day, like for kids and stuff like that. Just like turning on an episode of a show does so much uh, for you to like go through something because it, it's really just taking that initial step that's the most daunting. Because like, I would agree you with see... that I will get lost in like YouTube shorts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Like you see an episode and it's like 24 minutes, and then like, oh my god, it, it's 12 episodes, 24, 50, 100 Dragon Ball, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, you turn on episode one of Dragon Ball. I was watching a little bit of uh, a little bit of it for like clips for like a what is it, like a one minute uh, bit in my oh, video, shit. and I was like, oh, yeah. just watching the first episode of Dragon Ball. Like, this doesn't pertain to anything that I'm talking about, but like, it, it's just kind of fun. It's just kind of enjoyable, and I'm not really like a Dragon Ball person either. It's just you know a fun show to just casually watch and i guess that's how they get you i do have shows like that that i like to just kind of turn on um fairy tale is a show like that because i've i've been through fairy tale already also so it's like easy yeah i mean a lot of shonen in general it's just very easy to turn on and then you see like a bunch of cool characters doing cool things and like i know know it just looks right um sign of affection episode three i just finished today over three different sittings over the past like three four days and uh, it wasn't that i didn't like the episode or anything i just kept getting distracted or like something would go up come up or i'd be like oh i should go make lunch and go do that pause the episode end up on random youtube videos yeah i think it does part of keeping it on sort of schedule it a little bit like usually when i when i wake up i get um breakfast i turn on a youtube video and then it's like maybe straight to work on a video or if like a friend is streaming i'll tune into them for a little bit or a while uh, <laughs> i was watching my friend uh, kexi streaming uh just before this podcast actually um but you know, there there's little distractions like that. But if you just like put your mind to it, like let's just turn on an episode of this show, and you know, maybe I'll watch one episode, two episodes, five episodes, the whole thing in one go. Um, like actually making videos also does a huge dif- difference. I feel because um, like you have yeah. that ul- ulterior motive. We're like, okay, I'm watching this show for a reason. Whereas if you're not, then, you know, YouTube shorts, TikTok, it's right there. I feel like I have to schedule something. I I don't know. I I would feel like I just not. I think one thing I think that I would that would make me like enjoy. I shouldn't say enjoy shows more, but like watching it on a bigger screen uh, would would help a lot. Like my monitor is like whatever, 20 something inches. If I watched it on like a large TV, I feel like I would like enjoy this is like, true. I have found that turning it on, like a TV or something like that, makes yeah. it so much easier. I don't know. It's like it's a, you know, it's a psychological thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, t- also, totally for sure. I think it's also like I use the example of like getting Discord notification stuff, and that's mostly because a lot of things I'll watch, I'll watch on my phone. 
Uh, and so it's like directly there, right? The second I get yeah. a notification in the middle of Sign of, of Affection, episode three, I'm like, oh, I need to click that. Yeah. Whereas if I had it on TV, I might not notice until later. And then I'm like, oh, let me check this out. Now yeah. that the episode's finished. There, there's a point where I was watching anime on my phone for like a while, like maybe two years ago or something, and I just, I can't do it anymore. Not, not even because of the distractibility, but because like, I don't know. I would just, I would just like watch it while I was like on the treadmill at the gym or something like that. And I just like, it you just can't wasn't read comfy. the like, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Uh, having it on the big screen does help because I've yeah. definitely had multiple binges where like, uh, you know, I, I like to sail the seas typically when I'm watching anime, but um, okay, dude. <laughs> I, we do. My family does have a Netflix, so I'm like, if it's on Netflix, I'll you know I'll take the official route. Oh yeah. Um, I fucking hate their subtitles though; they're awful. Like <laughs> Netflix does their subtitles where they'll have like a drop shadow to the text, and and it's like, uh, and and it's not like a completely black drop shadow. It's just a very mild like maybe you'd see it on a youtube thumbnail type of text and then <clears throat> it's like impossible to read at points because they don't just put the fucking outline around it like every other streaming service does but i had this problem when i watched uh Mabaroshi not too long ago where i had to fucking i put it, had it on my tv and it's like my tv isn't like small by any means like it's maybe not like something people would like have in their living room or it's like this big fucking humongous t tv but i should be able to read the subtitles i'm i'm 21 years of age my eyes aren't dead yet despite all the screen time i have but um i couldn't fucking read the subtitles i'm like okay well let me see what their options are and i just had to put like a black border around the subs Thank fuck that was oh, even... that's horrible. Yeah, because, yeah. like, is... I can't fucking read it otherwise. I mean, it's like, I can, you know, whenever there's something that's too light that happens, they're gone. They're, they're vanished because they don't have the fucking outline around them. Um, so what like... I would recommend, actually, is we were talking about um, physical media before. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray players are really good if they have, like, a USB port that you can just, like, you know, slide in. And then you have all of your anime on it, and you can just watch it on your TV. Yeah, I mean, I, I will uh, say I can definitely put like, so I have an Xbox that I can just like go onto the internet on, and I've go. done it. I've done it before. It's just like lightly more annoying to go onto questionable sites that have a lot of pop up ads when I have to like slowly move oh, the yeah. cursor. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I've been there before. I've watched a lot of anime on. Like what PS4 like web browser and uh, yeah. the s most scuffed one <laughs> of all. So I, <laughs> I, I bought a Wii U in like maybe 2014, 15 or something like that, and I would use that web browser, and it was such a piece of garbage. <laughs> but like that's how I watched probably a thousand shows. I'll mostly watch. I do, I do watch a lot on mobile. Think my phone is kind enough to when I'm watching on. Uh, it I think it depends on what the player is, but so far when I've been watching anime on my phone, notifications like they'll be on the, the top bar, but it won't notify me that they're there unless it's like a text message or something. And so, I still get distracted after the episode, but I'll at least make it through the episode without getting uh, be like oh must click Discord notification. Uh, and then I think watching on the 
monitor helps in a sense because I'll have it there. I have a second monitor, and so any Discord notifications that come up, I can quickly look at them and continue the episode. Though usually, I save like the PC watching for like I save that for the good shows. Everything else gets watched on the phone. <laughs> like I'll I'll watch my my free run in Apothecary Diaries episodes on the on the monitor, but then when I'm watching like uh. What's a shitty show this season? I don't know. Like when I'm watching like Ragnar Crimson or some shit, you know, that, that bitch is getting on the mobile. That's on the mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember like um a few of the shows that I like really, really liked I watched on my uh TV back when I was staying with my parents a, a few couple years ago. Um back when like COVID was was happening. Um like Steinsgate, I remember I watched like 80% of it through like the Funimation app. Um Code Geass, like the second season, I watched a ton of that on my TV. Uh, Darker Than Black, randomly, like, uh, I watched that on my t- TV. Like, I don't know, there's something about it that just, like, makes it... I mean, for convenience sake, I obviously watch a lot of it on my... I mean, I don't have, like, a TV that's very large with me currently, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, there's something about it that just makes it, like, more enjoyable. It is... It is. They are cartoons after all. They are, were, you know... Traditionally, they were shown on TV, so you know there's there's something to it. So it feels more cinematic. It's like yeah, on the yeah. big screen, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, my vision's also really bad, so you know <laughs> that bigger bigger screens kind of help. So it is. Yeah, too, yeah. Uh, Having multiple is... monitors is so bad for like Discord notifications and like oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's so bad, but like it's so good for editing. It is really good for editing. I also get distracted from my editing a lot. Like earlier, I was just cutting, like cutting through my audio, but like I see red dot appear for Discord. Like I have to, I have to get rid of the red dot. You know? Yeah, if there was ever a double edged sword, it would definitely be having multiple monitors. Yeah. Um... I wish I had multiple monitors. I just don't have the desk space. And that's, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I used to not have desk space. I'm like, you know what? I want. A second monitor. I'm I'm desk. upgrading this desk. I should have even more desk space, but like the desk I got, my PC is just too fucking built for this. Like I can't put it like where like on the picture it has like a PC sitting on like one of these little racks down to the side. My PC is too big for that. It can't fit in these, and so it just has. To, I had like remove like uh, it's one of those desks with like the elevated section on it. And so mm-hmm. I had to remove like a third of this elevated section, just place the PC on the desk. Um, but the other one is where my trusty second monitor sits. I kind of wish I got like a better second monitor, but you know this one, this one can be like mid since it's just like the it's like the browsing one. But um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Then I remembered, and then I started talking about second monitor, and now I forgot again. Uh, there you go. You get distracted just by the mention of the second one. <laughs> it's <laughs> what happens. Um, it was some. It was probably something about uh, watching shows on the TV, but I don't remember. Do you guys oh. watch a lot of like older shows? Yeah, it depends. I yeah, define old. Well, um, <laughs> you know, old is uh, <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I feel like the, that uh, might Willie. honestly help with uh, like saying anime watching discipline is so corny um but (laughs) like a lot of those shows are not as stimulating i feel like if you got into watching more older anime that could help like even improve your 
like watching experience with newer shows because you're not getting distracted as much because you're just like appreciating the art form because like when you go back and watch something from the 1960s that has like two and a half frames of animation per episode like you appreciate Jujutsu Kaisen a lot more but then like a lot of those 60s shows can also be really good and then a lot of them also like are really bad but you know you you just got to take a swing at it yeah um I guess like on that topic i didn't stop it because i was unstimulated i stopped it because i was not a fan of what was ha- why well, I, I, don't, I don't drop shows so it's on pause right now i'll get to it eventually yeah but, i don't drop subs stuff but, either uh canon from 2000 the 2006 version uh i'm like i'm seven episodes into it i was everything that happened i'm just like i don't see there's two versions of canon one's much shorter and i'm like surely i just need to watch the longer version and i'm sure by the end it'll be all worth it but I'm just, like, so unbelievably uninvested in what's occurring that, like, you know, it has nothing to do with, like, the visuals. I've watched Clanad. I don't give a fuck. Um, I mean, granted, Clanad's visuals are really good, but, you know, that's a, that's a topic for another day. But, <laughs> uh, you know, Canon's music is fine. Animation's fine. Visuals are fine. Everything's fine. I just hate all the characters. <laughs> and so I, I, like, feel no desire to continue it. It doesn't matter that it's old or anything. It's just that's uh, yeah, I think that's fair enough. I'm like a psychopath that like especially if it's for a video, I was watching Airmaster for this precure video, and that show like sucks all kinds of dick. Um, but I watched all of it uh because I was like mildly intrigued, um, uh, mostly just for its placement in the script which probably will only end up being like a couple minutes. So, you know, you end up watching a 27 episode show and then you just talk about it for like two minutes. Uh, but that's the kind of person that I'm, uh, I am. Um, I can put up with just a lot of bullshit. I feel it doesn't mean that I like the show a lot more, like obviously not uh, cutie honey is another example where I think that show is just friggin' terrible. hate that show. Uh, but I watched all of it because it's like, you know, historically significant i guess uh, and there there's some other shows like that too yeah you say you've watched like 10 billion thousand anime have you seen gamers i have seen gamers what's your opinion uh, on gamers that's all right, this, this is like a, a litmus test oh my god <laughs> god so i was watching that as it was airing in Oh, so was I. When was that? 2017? Yeah, 2017. That sounds about right. That's seven years ago. That's horrible. <laughs> um, I think I remember it like looking like complete shit, but like the characters were kind of funny. This is right. This is an interesting. Uh... We need we need more information on this. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. If you had to rate it out of ten, what would you rate game? <laughs> what would I rate it? Yeah. I don't rate stuff. What would oh, I? You rate don't it? rate stuff. I don't know. Don't rate stuff. What do I have? Well, I don't rate stuff anymore. I used to. I have uh, gamers then, like, rated as a point five I think, out of ten. I was gonna say, thing, but... I think I have it rated as a one out of a hundred. That's mm. not fair. It should be a two out of a hundred because my one out of a hundred is citrus. And Damn. Gamers better than citrus. Yeah, it's funny like looking at the like they're the two analyst reviews for gamers like two side like it is like the duality of man like the misunderstandings are what make the anime interesting and the other one is where idiots try their hand at love and we all suffer for it. <laughs> I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the second one. Um, it's just 
It was, I fucking hate gamers. This it's it my was least just favorite much anime of all time. Of misunderstandings done in a way that was too frustrating. Yeah. yeah, I didn't remember, like, hating it. If anything, like, back then, I mean, I was, like, 16, 17 when I was watching that, uh, born in 2000. So, like, obviously I'm in a way different mindset now. Um, but even that, I, I feel like that, like, differentiates me from a lot of, like, romance anime fans, because, like, they really hate... Uh, the misunderstandings and like well, you know just I get together kiss already stuff like that misunderstandings it's the way gamers employ misunderstandings it makes me want to like jump off a cliff um, sure i mean all of that is really just a case by case basis i think a uh, high score girl is like the best uh use of like a love triangle in anything that i've ever seen like that show is absolutely just like top of the line uh, but then you see a lot of people just shitting on love triangles like this objectively can never be done. And I'm like, high school girl is right there. Like, come on. I don't mind love trial. That's also also interesting because I've heard of high school girl, but I never knew I anything. So it's never struck it. me as a yeah, it's never struck me as a love triangle. Oh, no, it, it's so good. It, it's the kind of it's so interesting. I have never seen any other show in my life where it's like a love triangle and, like, I'm torn on which one I want to see win. Because, like, I want to see both of them win, but, like, that obviously can't happen, and I don't want that to happen. So, like, it, it just really tears you apart. Yeah, uh, like, but, yeah, that, that show is incredible. Like, Oregaru kind of has that same thing. Like, I very much so picked a side, but, like, you know, I feel bad for the other one because I like them, too. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. End of the day, though, it's a sport. You know, uh, love is war, like the show. I will I will pick a favorite and I will stand by that because I think I find I find a lot of fun with the. Romances I think it's fun to have a side. side. It's so much yeah. more fun to have a side. Intellect. Yeah, it, it's like fun to have a side. It, it's like social, you know, uh, best yeah. girl, bus boy, like that kind of conversation. It's something to root for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of like sometimes it kind of misses the point of the show, especially when it gets to like oh you know just get together already, like the point of a romance is to like actually get to that point where you get together and in that process there's going to be misunderstandings there's going to be you know all sorts of things that happen so i guess like going through that stuff myself i can forgive it in a lot more uh or forgive it in comparison to a lot of people like that those kinds of elements in shows um because like i'm drawn to like how the characters actually grow up with each other. So like uh Ori Monogatari I really like. I like how it's a take on like positive masculinity. Uh like Ore meaning it's like a masculine version of saying I, I believe. Uh so like my love story. Um but like the English title kind of omits uh, the original meaning from the Japanese title. Uh, but that's something I really liked about that show. Like the romance is really cute too, but that's like what really uh, ended up sticking with me. It's just seeing Takio um, growing up as a person mm. through his other friends and really reaching uh, Yamato at the end of the day. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh... Like right now, Tomo's Lucky season two is there, and and a lot of I mean, it's less about the romance in that show and more about 
how Tomazaki grows as a person. Um, but we are, uh, there's like two factions among our friend group. And by factions, I mean, I like Fuka and one other person does too. And then everyone else likes me, me, me. Um, and that's, we're about to enter like, I'm just going to call Wait, this like the war arc between which these two. Which one? <laughs> uh, do you like the blue hair one? No. Do you it was oh, the red-haired one, I think. Uh, is that he's well, she doesn't have red hair, but he's a me probably, the one with like the mole under her lip. Yes. You know what's really funny? Like there is no difference between like that and power scaling. <laughs> that is true. It's, it's, it is it's just the funny, same thing. I was like, just saying, it's a funny, too. but definitively true comment. Romance. Romance is just power scaling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so wait, Daniel, am I the odd one out? Am I the only only fan of this one? I mean, you're she's probably you're probably the only one who has her as like a favorite among all of us. Um, to be fair, I see five girls on this promo art, and I don't know if I've met three of them. You so, have met if you're looking at season two, you've met all. I have not finished season one. Oh, I feel I still. How far are you into season one? Uh, three episodes. Okay, maybe you haven't met all. Of, yeah, you definitely haven't met all of them. I feel uh, like I have. you would have met. Well, I feel like you would have met four of them by now. Um, I might be a little farther than that. I'm going to, whenever I go back to it, I'm probably going to start from season one anyway. Yeah. Why uh, do I have a mark that's completed? I definitely did not do that anyway. Yeah, you. I don't think hard. you would have met Fuka, which is the one I like, the one with the white hair, but you would have met the other three. Maybe not the, like in depth, but you yeah. would have met them. You mentioned uh, Izumi. She looks like a character I would like, but I don't remember her. Yeah, she's your favorite. You don't remember her. <laughs> no, I think the one that was my favorite was Hinami. Oh, okay. Well, if I I'm, the if I'm, you, if you I'm answered matching... so confidently yes that I would not have expected to, to backtrack on that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just wait until the end of season one, then you can pick your side. I and you said can... the red-haired character. Well, there's I no fucking, the there's no fucking well. red hand character. Well done. Well, there well is done. in season two, but you haven't. You don't meet her in season one because they cut her out for a little bit. This. Uh, so you guys I mentioned think. not having seen like a lot of magical girl anime. Would yeah. you guys say that you've seen more like shoujo anime or more like romance anime in general? Uh, I've watched a lot of romance. Um, Do you so have a favorite shoujo's? Oh, favorite romance. Hmm. Okay, I guess. This is where we get into, like, the technicality world. Um, oh, okay. So, on, I don't think, I love Clanad, right? And it's, uh, after story definitely has, like, romance in it. But I don't think it, like, functions, like, as a romance. So I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say right. it's a romance. I think my favorite romance is probably Tsukigakure. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I think it's just, like, the most, accurate representation of an awkward romance where it's not like the typical anime like you know they're st like stuttering every five seconds trying to get like one word out when they're <laughs> komi-san yeah it's not like that where it's it's so grounded and it's like when it's awkward they just don't fucking say anything they don't know what to do because they're you know they're dumb middle schoolers they don't know anything about love and so you just have these two goobers who have absolutely no you know experience romance wise um maybe it's like a little melodramatic at the end but I still, I think uh, the aesthetic, I really like the art style in it. Uh, the backgrounds, like the painted style. 
the CGI is like the worst CGI I've ever seen in anime. Holy shit. I don't, they should have oh, yeah. literally left all the backgrounds empty to be completely honest, but I still, I think the actual like written, written content within it is, was really, really good. So in terms of actual romances with progression, I really liked uh, Yamada 999 recently. Mm, that's one I need to watch. Uh, I got a magazine clipping of an interview with that uh, recently, actually. That's also uh, Mario Asuka, the same guy who directed Cardcaptor Sakura. Ah, that's good to know. Yeah, um, gonna, now PK's going to watch the honestly, episode of Cardcaptor. It's already on my plan. <laughs> I did it when you weren't looking. I, I saw it on your plan. The, I still uh, mentioned it. Yeah, uh, if you guys have seen Chobits too, that's, uh, that's also him. Yeah, I think this one's a little bit... I've heard of that show, but I haven't seen it. It's this great. one's a little bit less romance-focused in the anime, but uh, Magirovo, the Yuri fantasy anime from this past year, I really enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd have to really look through my list. Problem is, I don't watch a lot of like romance, romance, like progression-type stuff. I watch a lot more of like the, you know, like monthly girls Nozaki Kun, where it's it's not a romance. One, yeah. But they exactly right. It's like I don't feel comfortable calling it a romance, but at the same time, like, I mean, it kind of there's is. romance <laughs> happening, kind of. Um, I watch a lot of like that type of stuff by comparison. I think, yeah, I, I would say like my favorite. I mean, I, I guess it's like a again with the genre thing, it's like a drama slash romance is uh, Nagi no Asakara. Um, the English name is like Lola in the Sea. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm the only one of the three of us who's seen it. But uh, yeah, it's like they're underwater. the The art is like super cool. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is really nice. It. Um, I, there's like drama elements in that as well, obviously. But um, yeah, I think there's even multiple like there's like a love pentagon or something. Um, we but have yeah, a chart I, somewhere in our. Just, uh, What's that? The, uh, we have the like the love chart somewhere. Yeah, in yeah, podcast. I think, yeah, yeah, I think I, I posted that once a while back. But uh, yeah, um, it's cool. I mean, that, the romance is like it's of course a big part of the show, but like um, I think for me, the the appeal of it is not necessarily the romance itself. It's you know everything else that went into the anime. But yeah, that would be my favorite that would fall under that category. I uh, I'm also uh, like. Uh, Daniel mentioned that like a lot of anime have like the stereotypical like you know s- characters stuttering because they can't like confess to their crush or whatever you know. Uh, I'm like really sensitive to that kind of stuff. I don't I don't really like watching it. So I'm like I'm That's not super into, ro- into romance, but like of course if it's well integrated into a show, like it can enhance a show for sure. So I'm not you know. I think that my other thing is I uh, I really like when romance is happening. But yeah, that's a good way to put it. There's other stuff happening too. Yeah. So like um getting an anime this year, uh Blue Box, I frequently read. And that's kind of a series where it's it is a romance and there's romantic progression and all that, but there's also other things going on that interest me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what would you guys I, you um like what kind of genres do you generally tend to watch or do you just watch everything? I have it's like drama no typical preference. Um you know, I I have cuz I have only I've only seen Monica as like magical girl 
but I, ha I have nothing against Magical Girl. I just so happen to have not watched any except for generally recently uh, Madoka. Mm -hmm. uh, Watch Demon Girl Next Door next, just because it's cute. Yeah. It's also not super Magic Girl girly, but there is a Magical Girl in it. Yeah, I mean, I typically enjoy those type of shows, so eventually I will. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any typical preference. I tend to look... Um, at seasonals and kind of like what you're talking about earlier where I'm like, I like that key visual. Let, let's kinda see if, let's just see if I wouldn't blow my brains out, like watching this through the description, like look <laughs> at the description. What would I, would I want to die watching this? And if the answer is no, probably then I'll give it a shot. And by a shot, I mean, I don't drop shows, so I'll watch the whole thing. But, um, you know, sometimes it does lead to good shows. Um, like this season, I really like the key visual for Weakest Tamer, and, you know, typically, um, I see generally long title Isekai, uh, you know, it's probably gonna be low budget, but, you know, I'm like, that's a cool key visual. I'll give it a shot. Uh, the season's pretty dry, in my opinion, uh, and so I watched it, and I really like it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, anything that can just, like, you don't even have to, like, and like entrance me. It just needs to be like good enough. Did it activate a neuron or two? <laughs> and I, I might watch it. I'd say I'm about the same. The difference is I do specifically gravitate towards a lot of uh, music series and a lot of sports series. Mm. But I don't. I don't say those to be like those are my wheelhouse per se. It's just those are interests I have. Um, in my, like, real life, I, you know, have performed music almost my entire life, and I've played sports and love sports. Yeah, I mean, sports especially, life. like, that's basically just shonen. Like, it's just yeah, taking exactly. a lot of those aspects, but it's, you know, putting it into basketball or, you know, soccer, whatever it is. Um, do you have any, like, favorite sports or, uh, like, music-based shows? Uh, for sports... Obviously, Haikyuu is phenomenal, right? Um, Awashi recently got an anime, and it's a soccer slash football mm. manga. It's probably, I think by the time it's finished, I might have it ranked personally higher than Haikyuu. But at the moment, Haikyuu I finished, and Awashi is going on. But I'd say those two, for me, are really high. Music-based. Um, I'm really into the Bandori Seasons series, and uh, last se couple seasons ago, Bandori released a new series that was It's My Go, centered around its one of its new bands. And it was just a really like nice, fresh feeling musical series. That you was, like idol uh, shows at all? Yes, he's a big idol guy. I do do be watching all the idols. Have you seen Prepara and Aikatsu? I okay. Aikatsu in my friend group is a bit of a, a meme. Um, not that really? most of us know anything about it. It's there was this one specific person who one day just started watching. This is back when I played AMQ a lot too, and started watching like all of the Aikatsus, and so they started showing up in all of our AMQs. So it kind of just actively <laughs> became a meme. Um, I have not watched either of them personally, but I I know of the series. Yeah, they're but, both phenomenal. Prepara especially. 
Good job. How is the music? Because that's. Uh, uh, I actually really like the music in Prepara. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and uh, Aikatsu. I like it a lot that... more. Like, my problem with a lot of idol shows is that a lot of the music just sounds exactly the same. Like, you watch Love Live yes. and you're like. All the love live. This song sounds really familiar. (laughs) Me when all the songs are ass for like ninety nine percent of the series, but then they really need to beat the rival, and so then they bring out the banger. Yeah. (laughs) Me when Snow Relation finally came on. Exactly. But it's like, for example, um, for me, I think the quality of music matters a ton. Obviously, Bochi the Rock has become this cult phenom at this point. But what like really got me into the series was the fact that I just loved listening to the songs that they produced for them. And I think in my Spotify raps, they were my number one band of the last year. Cool. Um, I want to say that it's mine. I can't remember. So mine was I think, powerful, I think. <laughs> I think the, the music, the quality of music for me is what really makes or breaks. Um, the shows it was also you mentioned the love lives and what was interesting is there was uh yo the Johannes spinoff from love life sunshine had such different music compared to so much of the rest of the love live series and i think it actually made me like the show more than i thought i was because it was just kind of a goofy spinoff they're like we're gonna throw all these characters into a fantasy world and they're gonna have like lightly similar personalities to their show but the music was just so phenomenal in the show that it just enhanced the experience so much for me yeah it's important to have a lot of different genres as well yep. uh, one thing that i really like about um aikatsu is that uh my favorite character is yurika and she's like <laughs> like a wannabe like a vampire kind of goth character so her song is like very uh, like influenced by that sort of imagery. Oh, she has a fang. Nice. Yeah, she's awesome. I I love her. All the characters are incredible in uh, Aikatsu and Prepara. I think the other reason them enough that I uh, I look at the Aikatsus. I don't remember if Prepara was one of these two. Um, there's a lot of Aikatsu. <laughs> um. I don't know how, in terms of like runtime, how much content that actually is, but it's like that's one of those series that I see Aikatsu, and it's like five, six different names of various shows, and then it's like, is this really another rabbit hole I want to get into? Even I look at yeah, I I feel that for sure. I I mean, that's like me anytime I look at like Fade or. what, yeah, what exactly. I'm like already that. in. I'm already in so many of these rabbit holes. Fate, Bandori, Love Live, all of these. I look at like an Aikatsu, and I'm like, I might like it, and maybe one day I'll try it. But I have so many rabbit holes. I'm already in. It's like, yeah, do so I do another one? Approximately 91 rabbit holes. Well, basically a rabbit. At now point. it's now 90. I I marked uh, journeys as completed finally because let's be honest I watched all the important God. stuff <laughs> I watched ninety I watched ninety one episodes of journeys okay and also the finale last couple episodes who cares about the middle stuff 
I mean, I guess it's, I don't know if I can call it the middle, 91 of like 130, you know, close enough, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's good to know, because I have heard things about Aikatsu, but I've never heard anything about the music, and so that's something that makes me a lot more interested. Yeah, the music's good. And like, ideally, especially with like, you know, idols, magical girls, uh, mecha, stuff like that, it's all about the media mix. So like getting into the uh, getting into any of these rabbit holes, it's not just, you know, oh, there's so many seasons of prepar. There's also like the albums and yeah, you probably exactly. make video games and stuff like that. And like, yeah, maybe the video games suck, but you watch the show and you get really attached to the characters and like you want more of them. So, you know, maybe you buy a shitty switch game and like maybe it sucks, but like, you know, you see Lala she's awesome yeah, yeah like maybe maybe this game isn't so bad after all <laughs> i've been sucked into so many random mobile games i um the mobile game for idly pride <clears throat> launched about a year or two ago and i played that for almost a year and we won't talk about how much money was spent on that game oh, uh, it was fun. i'm so glad i never got into gotcha i'm just hey you know what it, this podcast it was fun. would not exist without gotcha games yes, that sir. is true Princess well, kind of built the Gochu cast. Kind of. I mean, yeah, we I, I we like so. weren't close before yeah, then. We like knew of each other. Oh, we knew each other. Yeah, but like until we were both within like the same precon, you know, general thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it took Fees Bees had to die so that. The go to these bees had to die because I became a sweaty tryhard and they got recruited by the top clan. Yes, and then I got you to, and then yeah, I, you I were would... like, hey, I kind of want to go somewhere decent. There's a zero percent wanna... chance I fumbled the interview really hard to get it. I fucking interview God, so I 100 percent. They've talked to me about this before. One hundred percent, you only got in because yeah, I was um, I was a nepotism baby for sure. Nepotism. One hundred percent. They were like, they were like, we kind of need someone, and PK is vouching for him. So sure, let's let's run it. Yeah, you know what? It worked out. It worked out. I Wait, we, one question. Yui Bass got oh. top ten. No, go for it. No, for Hayden, because you're talking about like our favorite genres and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely the only one who's seen this one. Uh, have you seen Link Click by any chance? I have not, but I know of it. Isn't that okay, like a okay. big like BL thing? Yeah. Probably. One day that <laughs> someone's gonna have watched it who comes on it. I know it's a, it's Chinese show, Donghua, I guess not anime, but um, no, I well, I was I was saying that because like to like I think I mentioned that like my favorite genre is like drama, but like I really like shows that like. At the end of every episode, they like keep you going. You know what I mean? Like, they, there's like some maybe not cliffhanger, but like some sort of like high stakes at the end of the episode that makes you want oh, to see yeah. the next one. No, so, so that's like I one totally, of the shows. Have you seen Kaiji? Like, you know what I heard that like that one was like it's like all about that. I yeah, I've, I've heard had of it. that it's like recommended. To yeah, you yeah. Once you start that show, you're not sobbing. Okay, okay. It's painful. Yeah. If you guys have problem with like attention span or anything like that just watch kaiji it'll solve it <laughs> i hate how the characters look but i, I mean I, I have to try it. i know i've heard this one. I, this has been recommended to me like they're pretty goofy uh shapes actually has a really good uh video about the character designs um mm -hmm. that i would suggest uh looking into if you're curious about that 
Uh, but yeah, they work within the confines of the show. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about this one. But yeah, that's that's like those are the kind of shows I like. It, it's less about the attention span, more like I kind of want like there to be like high stakes. I guess I, I can't think of a better way to describe it. But yeah, like a lot of the shows I like, like I don't know, somebody's dying or something. You know, yeah. you gotta save them. <laughs> So, yeah. iPad baby. No, I, I kind of feel that way with manga. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be high stakes, but like, I feel like a lot of manga that I read, like, I don't feel a huge, uh, like, motivation to really, like, sink my teeth into it unless I have to, like, for a video. But then, like, the original Yu Gi Oh manga, when I was reading that, like, I could not put that down. I had to keep going. Yeah, I feel like with manga, I guess it depends on... I love plot romance. I, I do not need stakes at all. I just need to be happy. If Or, I guess I just... I'm well, not happy particularly, I guess. Uh, you so need to feel something. I need to feel... I either need to be really happy, or I just need to be invested in what's happening. If I'm invested in my happiness, then that's good enough for me. Um, I have, like... Probably... Well... Okay, I'm gonna... I'll have... I'd say three or... I guess it depends on what you fully classify as like a fluff romance like Tony Kaku's pretty or Tony Kaku Kawhi is pretty close there is like actual story elements and drama to that but it is mostly fluff Sign of Affection is uh I mean there's drama in, in there uh, I was gonna say it like, feels fluff I've only seen it's episodes. like closer yeah, to too. fluff <laughs> than it is drama Kubo Sad is 100% fluff um have you seen Ori Monogatari I have not seen Ori Monogatari um that's a good one for that it's incredibly yeah. adorable. Where even are you in the Monogatari's? Oh, like the Monogat. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> oh, it's not a part different, of that. Different Monogatari. Monogatari. Is it not <laughs> very different oh. Monogatari? Um, Listen, as for I how far I am things. in the Monogatari's, I told myself. Uh, so this is this is Daniel lore. Uh, it was back in 2021, though I believe. I started a list. I was going to alternate between watching one season of a Mono of Monogatari and one season of Love Live. And, or, like, different idol shows to, like, just go down this gigantic, like, rabbit hole. Uh, since then, I have watched Bakemonogatari, the three Kizumonogatari movies, and that was it for Monogatari. Uh, I'll continue eventually. I, I do like Monogatari. I just haven't... I'm just awful at giving it into watching it. Um, and then for Love Live, I've watched all of the original school idol project one season of sunshine and i've watched one episode of sunshine season two and that'll get i'll get back to that eventually probably i want to catch up all my all my seasonals which like i can probably knock out some of them tonight uh but then there's like the daunting tower of the fact that i'm uh 24 episodes behind on the new poke like pokemon horizons um, and you need to watch it because it's good oh, yeah yeah, I, yeah I, w I was starting that a while ago. I think I made it like five episodes in, and then I, I think I went on vacation. I championed this series. The new Pokemon series? Gas. I want to make a video on it, like, and I'm going to click the fuck out of it and be like, Pokemon is better without Ash, and it's going to be great. Um, yeah, that's a good title, <laughs> I like that. Hell yeah. Uh, but I gotta catch up to it first, so that's like, that's just down the pipe. I always have like things down the pipeline that I never actually get to, uh, but I hope to like, actually um, I just have like thumbnails upon thumbnails of ideas that I'm actually never going to follow through on. Um, oh God. But, but yeah. I, I, I used to have that. that same problem. Honestly. Um, like I commission all of my thumbnails now. That is a great way to like, keep yourself really so I, I um, can't, I can't like waste on a money. project. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, just looking, I have the, where's the one uh, where I'm like, I wanted to talk about the word, you know, like how people call shows boring. That that will probably exist in a different form than when I first came up with it. Um, among videos that will never, ever be created or be seen, the Rest in Peace Spellblades video, um, the show fell off. Rest in peace, the re-zero super analysis. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's, it's too long. <laughs> um, I have, like, I started it, and I think within, like, ten minutes of the first episode, I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, this is, like, way back when, so my scripts weren't as long, but it was, like, ten minutes into one episode, I was going to be doing it by halves. Like, this is going to be so, this is going to be, like, hours of content. I'm not, I'm not good enough to do that. Um... I was going to do, like, a revisit in anime where, like, I go back five years and talk about things, like, you know, things that came out, like, five years ago, and where are they now, that type of thing, which I might still do one day. I think it's, like, an interesting concept, but I also, it's a lot of work. Um, Elena video, Vending Machine Isekai, Somewhere in the Forest Spirit, uh, just so many videos that I'm just are never going to see the light of day, but I have thumbnails for Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel the exact same way, and, like, Part of that is also like I'm turning 24 this year and like realistically, how long am I going to be able to keep this up? I mean, I would like to uh, make videos for as long as I can, but there, there's going to be the um, come a point where I can't really commit everything that I want to um, and just either have to scale back like a ton or just like quit entirely. Um, I think right now I'm trying to scale back a little bit. I say that as I like put in put a week into just editing the intro to this video while my arms are like on the verge of falling off. Yeah, don't hurt um, yourself. Yeah, that I I keep saying like that won't be every single video, but then that becomes every single video, and I make two videos in a year. Um, it, it's a bad habit for sure, and like part of that. Uh, I guess it's insecurity, just like, is this, is what I'm saying, like, worthy of being listened to? Uh, but then, like, you put out a video, and, like, half people the time it's just people it. being like, oh, I love this show, I remember watching it when I was a kid. Or, um, I don't know, people just saying good vid. And then you have, like, the occasional, like, really great comment that's super, you know, evocative, and like encouraging and those are really the ones that like you want to look out for for uh motiv- motivation yeah essentially like, recently i got a comment on my medalist video it's the only manga video i've ever done the only one i ever will do because that shit was awful to make but um oh yeah they're like oh my god thank you for promoting this such a great series more people need to you know get get into it the because I, I mentioned in the video, I'm like, I, this is never going to get fucking a, an English print. And then, like, a month later, I get an English print. But, you know, they were mentioning Hell to yeah. me that, like, you know, it got a print. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm going to have that shit on the shelf immediately. Um, do you have any, of- like, resolutions for stuff that you want to do with the videos? More. <laughs> I mean, if I actually upload, <laughs> that'd be a great start. Um, So, yeah. right now, I actually have the fucking DaVinci Resolve open. And I have all the audio split. So it's about just getting all the, just getting everything in line for my top anime of 2023 video. And that'll go out. Uh, and then the, 
the fucking Madoka script. Like, every time I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck was I talking... What am I talking about? This is, like, the work of 3 a.m., Daniel. Anytime I open to read it and, like, <laughs> see where I left off. And so it gets really daunting to go back to that. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at when I get to, <laughs> get to, like, the editing phase. Yeah, it's, uh... It's gonna be a daunting video to make. But, like, if I'm... If the director's vision comes through on this, uh, Madoka video... It's gonna be like my magnum opus, is what I'm hoping. Um, but I'll have other things in between that. Like I think after my anime of the year one, I want to make one on weakest tamer because I think it's very not particularly popular. But I would like to talk about it, and then I want to get to it before other people do. So I can't let someone yeah. else, you know, steal the steal the weakest tamer clout that you know what little there could be. Um, I feel that too. Yeah, I want to be the first person to make a video on so many different shows. And I know that I can be that person or at least the first person to actually make like a real video. Cause like the thing about like shoujo and magical girl anime is that like a lot of these shows are really popular, but like <clears throat> no one really like actually tries to talk about them. And if you do like, there's a lot of these shows like, um, well, you, you guys definitely know or in high school house club, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I yeah. know of it. I, I, well, it was super popular back in the day. I feel it, like. It's like, you're not allowed to talk about Oron anymore without mentioning that they say like the Tiesler in the dub. Like you have to bring that up for some reason. And if you don't like the comment section will, and like it, it just feels so reductive to me. Like it's kind of what the fruits basket video is about. It's about how, um, uh, like there's all of these like controversies and stuff like that, and whether it happened or didn't happen. Like you know, we don't really have a lot of proof of that, or it's very shaky. But at the end of the day, like, what am I gonna do? I'm sitting on my ass in my room, like surrounded by anime figures, like. I only have so much power. Like, I'm not going to be able to reach, um, you know, Japanese directors and like manga authors with what I'm saying. And they, you know, probably shouldn't be listening to what I'm saying because, you know, they went through what they went through. They know a lot more about the nitty gritty details than I do. I just have whatever's publicly available. Yeah. But yeah, um, it is just nice, like, thinking I could be the first. I mean, I don't have to be the first. There are times where, like, like when I was a lot smaller even, I'd be like, all right, you know, no one big has made a video on this anime. This is gonna, this has a chance. And then I, like, I'm, like, writing the script. And then I see my, like, on the home feed, someone, a big YouTuber makes a video about an anime I was gonna <laughs> write about. I'm like, fuck, damn it, dude. Um... But like Don yeah, Pachi, then you example. just gotta switch your mindset to being the first, like from that to being the best. Yeah, like uh, that, that's definitely my approach with the Madoka video because, like, I know there are other fucking Madoka video essays out there. Like, that with there, there are millions upon millions of views on these oh, yeah. to video essays, but mine is yeah. It, that's actually what someone told me, um, because I had mentioned to someone like I just need to make this video like not shit and then it will probably perform and you're like it's not about that you got to be the best fucking 
uh, video, or, yeah, you need to be in with the mindset of, like, you're gonna make this the best fucking one on the platform. Like, you know what? I will make the best one on the platform, and here I am, like, knee-deep oh, in, like, the stupidest fucking video I've ever made, but it, it is, like, it, it's compelling to me at the very least, so it definitely has, like, potential there. Um, mm. yeah, like, it helps, too, that it's within a, well, I guess Modica is pretty big, but I don't know. Uh, all the videos that I've seen um, of that show, like with Mumi and like other people who are really into Monica, they don't seem all that great. Some are okay, um, but it's not a very high batting average. And I kind of feel the same way with Shoujo. I mean, a lot of it is really just people giving like pretty straight reviews, which are good for, you know, their own good. And that should exist. Uh, but like, I like Steven a lot. Obviously, my style is very influenced by Steven. He was always there for me, um, like very early on when I didn't have a lot of people critiquing me. He he's always been really helpful, and he makes great videos too. That you know, I've uh, borrowed elements from, probably stole some elements from, if I'm being real. Um, but like, I'm taking his format, uh, or taking parts of his format, injecting like my own sensibilities of what I like and then applying that into a field that doesn't really have that higher level of like um, analytical type video, or at least for the most part, like there's some of it, but not a whole lot. I feel unless there's just a lot of people that I'm not like aware of, but I feel like I've seen like a fair bit. Yeah, I think one of the mindsets I've been trying to adopt somewhat recently is like, uh, it's kind of how storytelling works in a way. Like these days, there's no like unique story to tell, but you can take um, you can take elements to make it feel more fresh than what it actually is. Like with my hundred girlfriends video, at first I was gonna you know it's gonna be like every other review of it probably where I'm you know, it's so zany you know, uh, but then episode three came out. And it was, like, a really emotional episode. Like, what if I talked about, like, this part of it instead? And that would make for probably a more interesting video. Um, and that one performed, you know, pretty well. Like, comparative to everything else. Like, it's not, like, my top video, but 22,000 views for a 4,000 sub-channel. It's not yeah. bad. Um, it's good. Yeah, and so... I've definitely thought more, like, okay, how... And that's kind of with, like, with the Monica video. What's my spin on this? What's, uh, what story will I, will I tell? through this video. Um, and not that every video needs to be that. Like, my Don Machi video is my top viewed video, and that's just because I so happen to be the only one to make, like, a... I mean, I looked a little bit after I posted it. It didn't seem like there were really too many, you know, video essays on Don Machi, and mine so happened to be the one that caught fire, thankfully. Um, and so I guess... Part of it is, you know, if, if it's a market that's already tapped into, make, make my spin. If it's not, then I get to make whatever the fuck I want and just hope for the best. But, um, yeah, YouTube is, I mean, it's one of those things you can talk about forever, about how different ways to, like, try and game the system, I guess. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I feel pretty confident about my own uh, position. Like, I say that there's not really too much else of what I'm doing in my uh, in this space. Um, but, like, that's not really an issue for me. Like, maybe, in, like, the more, you know, looking into the staff, stuff like that, like, I get the feeling that women are generally not as interested 
in that kind of stuff. They want to hear more about the actual story um, behind these shows or whatever, which, you know, makes a lot of uh, sense for me, like getting into staff and stuff like that might just be a too <laughs> be a bit too nerdy uh, for for a lot of people. Uh, but then you have like those really like you know super invested into Precure. Those people are going to love this video, I think. Yeah, it is definitely um, a lot about knowing the audience that you're going for. Um... Yeah, and like subverting those expectations too, like what you said about the 100 Girlfriends video, how, like, oh, it's a silly show, but then, like, episode 3 was actually, like, you know, some, you know, deep-cut shit. And, like, people might not know that. Yeah, and it is, like... Because anime... Anime is such a, a weird one, because, like, the market is... At the same... It's not, like... It's oversaturated, but there's also, like, you know, comparative to other things, there's technically not a lot of it. And so there's room to break in, but there's not a lot of room to stand out as easily uh like you can like dig yourself into the niche a bit but then it's breaking beyond that that can be a bit difficult i guess um yeah i mean yeah it is, it, it i feel like in a lot of just points in my life in general i've kind of looked at everything like going on around me and i'm like what if i just did the complete opposite i feel like that's something really that's really worth considering in a lot of cases because doing something that's completely opposite is like very on the left sock before the right sock yeah i got you yeah like it's not what anyone is going to necessarily expect so like i am pretty different from a lot of the people in my space but i also like the fact that i'm different i like the fact that i stand out and i like the fact that other people are making the kind of kinds of videos that you know they want to make and I like watching a lot of those videos. I would probably feel a little too self-conscious to like put out a vlog or something on my channel. But like I watch a lot of vlogs. It's like one of my favorite like genres of videos. Or like um uh I guess to shout out some other YouTubers or like shoujo related content creators uh in, in this uh, space. Like uh, Glitter M, uh, Pixie Locks, Basic Boy, um, Colleen's, Manga Rex, uh, who else? Uh, Anime T. I mean, all of those people, they aren't making the kinds of videos that I would make. Um, but, you know, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that it, uh, that kind of stuff is you know, out there and it exists makes that ma makes it. So if you like the deep cut, like staff analysis or whatever, you can come to me. If you want to watch a video that is actually fun and talking about the show you like more generally, then, you know, you can go to like basic boy or somebody, somebody like that, <laughs> which is probably what most people want. I remember when I dropped my uh, fruits basket video, I would get a lot of comments of, people like mainly just talking about the show or wishing that I talked about the reboot. And then literally that same day, uh, Ina Q put out a, a fruits basket video where she talks about the reboot and it's more of a general like review, like retrospective type thing. Like, <laughs> like, like the people who watched my video wanted to watch Ina Q's video, which I found really funny. Yeah. Something 
interesting uh of like commentary with my channel is um I was lucky enough to be a part of Lex Stories as like big one hundred YouTubers thing. And when he mentioned with my channel is like something that I had felt like somewhat self-conscious about, but he mentioned it in like a positive light where my editing is my editing is not not like top of the line. I am like I will get you through I will get like a I will get you a neuron activated throughout the video probably. Single but it's neuron. not like yeah, like I'll activate a neuron to like get someone through like the video to the point where it, it could like blow up or something. But it's also like like I've seen the intro that you, you know, spent a week on, um, that you said. And that's <laughs> that's not like that's probably more effort editing than I've spent on most anything. Um, if I don't count the the fucking free run fiasco, which it's like an entirely yeah. different thing. Like that's not even like editing difficulty. That's like that was just hitting shit against the wall until the YouTube copyright god let me through. Um, but it is something that like I've kept in mind since he made that video. Like, you know, I don't maybe I don't go too far beyond this, but I would like to improve. Um, just like the general things. I don't need it to be super flashy, but it could be better for sure, regardless, even if it is like a charm, I suppose, as opposed to like Mr. Beast uh, for sure. level editing. I mean, I feel like what most people really resonate with more is the like aesthetic or aesthetic idea of a video more so than the video itself. So you see this with a lot of, uh, let's go back to like vloggers, like It'll be the one camera angle, like on a couch with maybe some cool lighting. And that'll be the whole video, which like I'm not super into like that kind of presentation myself. But I I understand why it's so popular, because it's efficient. You get through making the video, you put it out there while you're still like enthusiastic about the topic. So you don't, you know, spend half a year or whatever on a video and then like you don't give a shit like halfway through and then you put it out and you're like, whatever, I'm... let's go to bed. <laughs> it depends on styles sometimes too, because sometimes too much editing can be distracting. Oh yeah. The, the number one thing I hate is like jump, jump cuts or whatever. Like I guess they're called jump cuts where like someone will be talking for like, let's say a real time, um, like two minutes, let's say in real time, but then they cut like each pause I hate that. So it's like it, they can they compress the two minutes into one minute by like cutting, uh, having a cut, like each pause. But like each um, like pauses are natural, right? Like when you talk, yeah. and they contribute to, I don't know, talking sounding natural, right? Like yeah, it that kind of that kind of overarching on like yeah. Because like with my videos, I can't I yeah. can't keep those pause like mine. Uh, I I'm like scripted so I don't have ums anymore like when I used yeah. to have those types of videos where I w was off script but I have to cut out my like obviously the breathing like it doesn't need to be there in a video essay type of thing so oh, yeah, I, yeah. I understand like you know if you're watching like yeah sometimes yeah it just sounds very unnatural and to me it like I don't know that's just a personal thing it just distracts from yeah. like, like there yeah. was um there's a video I think it was on the anime man's second channel i think it's just called joey but i don't remember what the topic was but i was interested in it even though i don't usually watch his videos so i clicked on it and like the editing was like it was so like frame like not even it was like frame perfect to a fault to where like it felt so unnatural, unnatural like yeah. cutting from one sentence to another um 
where I'm like, this is just too much. Like, at least give yourself, like, a few... Like, I will always give myself, like, a few frames of, like, uh, a flow, flow room. So, like, it doesn't feel like I'm cutting from the very end of one word and, and just blending it into the start of another. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder if, like, people just turn on closed captions and, like, you know, kind of sort of listen to the video or like muted and they're watching it on their phone and they're just like reading the, you know, captions. Because I feel like that's what a lot of like younger people nowadays tend to do. I remember I a while ago uh, when on. like Oppenheimer came out, people would complain about the sound sound design in like Christopher Nolan movies and like that they had to use subtitles. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see Oppenheimer. Um, I don't. I definitely. I think I saw the complaint, but I think a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, three-hour movie, boring." You know, we didn't get this <laughs> big nuke explosion and miss like the entire point of it. But yeah, but yeah. Um, I hate to cut us off. However, congratulations! You are now the record holder for longest go-to cast episode since we we lost the go. other episode. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Um. Uh, and we're, we might, who knows, by the time this outro is done, you might surpass what the other episode was meant to be. Uh, we're only like a minute off from doing that, so you probably will. But um, Might as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, we, I mean, we don't have guests too particularly often uh, now that my connections have grown, thankfully, through the grace of lucking into certain conversations. Um, we actually have, we have a list, which is, you know... Uh, it is so interesting to not have to. I had to fucking email our last no. What was who was our last guest content creator wise? Was it Ed? No, or was uh, it Brandon? Was it Brandon. It, yeah, I was gonna say was it Brandon? Before Brandon, was it Ed? I want to say yeah, yes. Ed was yes. before. Yeah, I had to email him, and so now that I can like actually just DM people, like, hey, you want to be on? Hey, uh, yeah. It makes it so much easier. So thank you for coming on, uh, and being part of uh. You're welcome. Yeah. It's been fun. Yes. Um, yes, if you want to shout out any social medias you have, obviously your YouTube, but anything else you want to add in there as well. Uh, I guess I've been using like TikTok more recently. I've been putting out a couple videos on there. Uh, I have a Patreon. Uh, that's probably about under, it. These all under the same Hayden the Historian. Is that what you, you should be able to find all of the main things like on my yeah, channel. Yeah. So you just click on the description and you get everything. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, We yeah. will have their channel in the description. And then, yeah. I hate the way that YouTube changed those links as well. Like they used to just be in the, like, the channel banner and then they moved them like to below. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just. <laughs> like I'm usually pretty positive on most YouTube changes, but th that's one where I'm like, bruh. You're not yeah. cooking with this. Yeah, I just at that point I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just gonna make a link tree and it'll be the one link under there. Um But yeah. Anyway, uh if you enjoyed this episode of the GoToCast, like, subscribe, comment, whatever five stars, whatever platform you're on. If you're on the YouTube side of things and like go to the audio side of only side of things, uh any relevant podcasting platform is the order an anime podcast. Uh actually hold on, very important. Have you seen have you seen Gochiusa? I have. Okay, how much of it? Uh, I've seen... I watched the first season as it was airing. 
Okay, nice. you're you're more qualified to be here than than Sped is. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Watch the first three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, if you are on the audio, audio or where I was in the middle of the audio audio only one. Anyway, any relevant podcasting platform is the order an anime podcast. Uh, can't possibly miss it with the audio one. Same thing with the YouTube is the order an anime podcast. Can't possibly scroll past it. Um, every Saturday, three p.m. EST, without fail, except for when we do like last week. There will be an episode up for you to enjoy. So I mean, once... technically, last week it was up at three p.m. It it was there. I damn well it was there. It. it just um, you know, it had to be taken down because you know there was I went schizophrenic and I was the only one talking. But <laughs> you know, we move on from our mistakes. It'll never happen again for the second time. Um, for the sixth time, third, third time's a charm. It won't happen. Yeah, uh, but anyway. Uh, thank you for once again watching, and we hope to see you in another episode. Goodbye. Bye.